Welcome to Cultivating Authentic Universal Energy, exploring energy through mediumship, psychic abilities, Reiki, crystals, and more. This podcast is created based on the concept that everything is energy, everything and everyone are connected. Your hosts are Lisa Milleraces and Michelle Belcastro. Lisa has written about her psychic medium awakening and is comfortable with many facets of energy. Lisa believes energy work is very exciting and should be embraced in a safe way. Michelle grew up as a sensitive, intuitive, and now creates a safe space for community to gather and develop their spiritual talents. Their two unique perspectives are joined to assist listeners of all levels to broaden their understanding. This will be a series of podcasts that will enhance and fine-tune our energetic connections. Hey, Lisa. Hi, Michelle. (laughs) How's it going? It's going really well. How about with you? It's great. It's great. So I'm kind of jealous. Tell everybody (laughs) where you are. I'm in uh, Kefalonia, Greece, um, is my second home, and I'm enjoying working and living here and vacationing at the same time. So, you know, this just goes to prove that the world is small and that we're always connected and we keep, you know, working and connecting through Zoom while we're in distance. So, yeah, I'm enjoying that. Excellent. You know, there's not many things that we can actually say thank you to COVID for, but creating much more of a global way of working is, is one of those things. And I guess that's kind of a great segue into part of our topic, topic because there's always something that we can find to be grateful for. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I am six weeks from being done with massage school. So I am extremely grateful for that. But, you know, with that, uh, there's been kind of some angst, you know, because it's like, okay, we're coming down to the, the finish line. And, and then there's other big things that I can either look at, at as obstacles, like sitting for the state board, uh, getting my license, or looking at it from the perspective of, I am on the downhill slide. There are a hmm. couple of ski slopes in the way <laughs> and I'm going to have to figure out like how You're to navigate gonna have to it. do a few jumps a few jumps uh, along the way right a, a few jumps and you know I'm I'm in the process of preparing myself for all of it so I this you know we've talked about perspective like how can you look at things from different perspectives and I think that works into changing your perspective and finding gratitude for where you are and what you're experiencing yeah, I mean, we all go through different things in our life. Sometimes they're really tough times and, you know, mm-hmm. whatever that case may be on your journey. And sometimes it just takes a mindful moment to say, I need to just take a pause and take a look at where I am and take a breath and mm-hmm. stay present because our mind races and we're like constantly like what we have to do next, the future thing or this didn't work out in the past. How's it going to work out in the future? We just have to take a stop, take a pause and just go with, you know, you know that it's okay. You know that you've done this before and that you can do this again and, mm-hmm. and get through it. And think about this too. It's a point in time. 
so where were you last year and you were thinking of stressful things and now this year a year later you're probably so much more ahead of where you thought you would be from last year and yet now mm -hmm. we have another set of goals and aspirations this year <laughs> for the next year so it just keeps yep. going but changing you know yeah so what just popped into my head was when I was teaching yoga on a regular basis and I would guide people into a, a small meditation and just to get them like centered in the room. And one of the things that I would always guide people to, to try to do is to focus on the breath because the breath is in the moment. And if their mind started going through like the, the past scenarios or some of the anxiety associated with the future to really focus on the breath to come back to now. And it's so easy to get caught up in, okay, yes, I have these goals for the future. I have these things that I want to do and I want to be successful, but change can bring anxiety to me and to a lot of people. So I think it's really important for us to realize that we're human, that we have to have some self-compassion, but we also have to use the tools that we have at hand to help us become more present. Oh yeah. And it's a constant battle <laughs> because <laughs> life keeps putting different things in your way, you know, the, the evolution. And it's always, I don't care how advanced you are. You have to always remind yourself, okay, stay present. I see this. I see the trigger happening. I can, you know, it's the same pattern as before. So it takes a conscious effort to stop yourself from maybe you're being triggered by someone and you're ready to blurb and say all kinds of things at them <laughs> or in the moment, take a breath, stop, pause. Is this really going to help things? <laughs> yeah. Is this going to change the <laughs> environment? <laughs> So I totally had something like that happen at school this week. I had one of the instructors kind of come up and start asking me questions about something that was like class related, not individual related. And I had to really put myself in the, you are a professional therapist position, mm -hmm. stand in that and be comfortable standing my ground even though someone I'll say in authority was right. basically busting my chops. Mm. Um, and if I hadn't been doing a lot of this work already, I could totally see where I would have reacted instead of responded mm -hmm. and <laughs> not been able to think through. Um, yeah, that could have like completely changed the environment and been disastrous. Yeah, so what I'm hearing for you is just to try not to be reactive, you know, to try and, you know, yeah. catch yourself before it gets to that point. Yeah, but you have to have done some of the work of being like tuned into yourself before that you can even do that. Um, mm -hmm. So I was telling you, and I don't know, maybe I'm getting off the topic here because uh, I sort of feel like I'm all over the place, but... I started putting together uh, a journal that is about gratitude and self-discovery. And along with this journal, uh, I've decided I'm going to start teaching some classes. 
And part of it is really starting to pay attention to you, to you physically, to you mentally and emotionally, and get to the point where you notice when something has triggered you. And to be able to take a moment or two, a couple of breaths is sometimes all you need to have that difference between a response and a reaction. Well, I think that would be very beneficial for everybody, no matter what level they're at, um, to, to have an additional focus on how they're feeling and how they're responding. And if you think about it with intuition, that's the basis of your intuition is to be able to differentiate between your, your, your thoughts and your emotions. So yeah. I think that's a perfect way to start. And I think it's going to lead you down a great class. So I'm like excited. We'll incorporate that into our retreat. Oh yeah. The retreat. I'm excited for mm -hmm. that. It's starting to kind of come together. Yeah. yeah. So it will be in safe. We believe nothing set in stone yet, but we believe it will be in safety Harbor, Florida, um, come the spring of next year. Yep. Yep. So excited to spread our wings into something a little bit different. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we'll have to marinate on this class a little bit and let it come together like jello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so, you know, Lisa, we've talked a lot about gratitude in the past. And I don't know about how things are going for other people, but I really do feel like there's a lot of change going on in my life, like a significant amount of change and a lot of challenge. And I'm not saying that from the perspective of boo-hoo me, um, but I've been able to recognize that there's a lot of challenges. And I started falling into the trap of really focusing on the challenges instead of looking at them from the perspective that this is encouraging soul growth. This is oh, encouraging right. like human growth. Like how do I respond yep. to all of this without like losing my crap basically. So speaking of a lot of changes and, and I'm gonna address, you're hundred percent right. A lot of people are going through a lot of changes right now. They're not necessarily bad changes. There's things that they've created like new homes and babies and things like that. And maybe it's all at the same time creating so much stress, which both of my daughters have been going through, which I can see things that they've manifested, but yet, yet it's totally there. But to mm -hmm. be able to you know, stop that momentum of you know, going down that rabbit hole of, of fear of the change or making sure that you have everything organized and created um, so goes smoothly to taking a breath, taking a step back and appreciate. So I picked some cards as we were talking and I like this one a lot and it's the sixth of air card and it says things are looking up. It's the end of a difficult situation and to take a trip. So <laughs> nice. nice. But what I get from that is that, you know, a lot of these collective shifts like change and people having big changes, they go through phases. So you can look back and, you know, are historically and see that. And I think this is true, too, for many of us now going through a lot of change and things. So, mm -hmm. yeah, gratitude is a great tool to have when you're in a spin 
anytime it's a great tool, but say you're in a spin and you're, you know, just, you don't know where to think next, take a breath, take a thought and say, okay, with this situation, what can I be grateful about within that situation? Absolutely. Yeah. You can always find something. Absolutely. And, and it's not always easy to one flip the switch between (laughs) I'm drowning to, okay, hold on. (laughs) Let me shift my perspective. Let me look at this entire situation. Um, and, and sometimes you need someone else's help. Yeah. And it's okay to know that, to know that you can ask for help. Yeah. I think that's something that is difficult for a lot of people. One, that they're not just a self-contained entity that, you know, has to do everything on their own. Um, but who, who do you ask? Because some of this stuff is, um, makes you feel pretty vulnerable. So how many of us can raise our hand and say, especially many of the women, that they're not good at asking for help and that they're givers and not receivers? So mm-hmm. in, I could name almost all of them in my family and you know, they could see that, <laughs> you know, yep. that you and a lot of my clients too, they end up giving too much of themselves and they don't accept the receiving. So the fact that you're saying it's okay to ask for help is really, really very important. And to know that, that people do love you and you can be the best that you can be when you're in a good place. So if you don't have your balance, you know, you're not going to have anything to give to anybody else. So mm-hmm. you have to take care of yourself first, you know, just like they say in the, in the airplane, you know, you have to put your mask on first and then you can help your, your child or someone else. Absolutely. Well, and to find that sense of balance, um, we need to practice self-awareness and mindfulness. And I do believe gratitude because when you're practicing gratitude, you're just opening up your heart to bigger, better, brighter things. Mm -hmm. So do you have some tools you want to share that you've used to find your gratitude? (laughs) You know what? One of my biggest tools is uh, honestly my cat's. Okay. I I know that probably isn't what you were anticipating as an answer, but as I'm sitting here at my kitchen table chatting with you, um, my cat Daisy Grace is like literally just on the other side of my screen and she's all curled up looking sweet. And she is like one of my constant companions. She's one of two cats that I am I don't know, a slave to. Um, that makes when I, arch, they're like unconditional love, these guys, you know? Yeah. And it's like when, when I watch the way my cats interact with me, there is like such a huge sense of gratitude for them choosing me to be mm-hmm. a part of their lives. Because trust me, I did not choose them. They came flying into my life. Like, okay, here we are. <laughs> um, right. So having an appreciation for the people and the creatures that are in our life, I think that's a, a, one of the easiest ways to come into a sense of gratitude. And hanging out with them and, and petting them can really bring you into the moment 
and be mm -hmm. grounded. Yep, I agree with that. And for other people, it could be, you know, they maybe they don't have pets, but maybe they can be in nature. And, and we sound like a broken record because it usually is our go-to for so many things is meditation, walk in nature, things like that. But these, they do work. So yeah, yeah. It, well, it's and the thing that you need to learn, you have to practice it and remember that you have these tools because how many times do you get caught up in the moment with other things going on and just don't. <laughs> just right. keep going with that momentum of, okay, I'm going to yell at you and I'm going to be, um, you know, aggravated in traffic or, you know, yep. at school or whatever the case may be. Yeah, absolutely. We get into that, that whole reactive cycle and it's really difficult to get out of it. But, you know, kind of going back to the idea of um, our retreat, I think one of the main topics that we'll discuss there is is coming to a sense of self-awareness for each person and, mm -hmm. and how we are all so unique, but we can use the same foundation of tools to discover what really works for each of us, to come into what feels like balance for us, to step into a place of mindfulness and eventually gratitude and kind of like all mixed up because it's not right. just a sequential thing. It's a we have all of these different tools, awarenesses, um, and aspects, perspectives that come in uh, as we need them. They're in the toolbox. And one thing that's pretty easy to do, and I don't always remember to do it, is to give thanks before I eat my meals. Um, yes. A lot of, I've seen people, you know, over the, and I wasn't brought up doing that, but I seen people over the years, so they'll hold hands, they'll say a prayer before they eat their meal. And I like that, or just do it in my head. But um, mm -hmm. also our, one of our good friends, they rake their food before they eat it. You know, they just give yes. it that, and if you think about it, intention, I believe is 99% of any energy work. So the fact that you're giving that intention to what is going to sustain your body and help you to regain your balance makes total sense to me. Yeah. And I just don't always remember to do it. <laughs> That's true. Guilty, and, you know, guilty, but I'm going to try harder to do more. Well, in, in sometimes, like I think about the times that you and I and a couple of our friends have been out to dinner um, and we're just like, so in the moment of our discussions and the fact that we're hungry and usually it's after like a school day for me. So like all these other things that are going on, you know, you don't always think about doing it and, right. or here's the other thing, worried about judgment because someone sees you do something like that. Right. Well, we can't worry about that anymore. I mean, I'm getting oh. older, so as <laughs> you know, that was always a thing when, when a woman gets a little older, they, you know, they're just going to speak their mind and not worry about what other people think. So I, I know that's a myth, but <laughs> I'm going to try and live up to it. <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't know if that's really a myth. I see an awful lot of it. Um, <laughs> it's pretty funny, but I, you know what? So many of our discussions go back to the book, the four agreements. Yes. Um, and, and it's kind of crazy. And I do think that sometimes we, we may sound like broken records because we have all of these tools that can be reused and repurposed in a variety of situations. Oh, um, yeah. And, but they're adaptable. So that's the whole thing. 
So mm -hmm. these, you know, basis is for well-being. You know, people, you know, they always talk about, you know, make sure you eat well, sleep well. But I think that the tools that we're speaking of are also just as important. So yeah. I try and meditate as much as it's not that I meditate for a long time. It may be 10 minutes, but I try and do it ritualistically every day if I can. And if I skip yeah. a day, it's no big deal, but you just try. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, with you, you meditated regularly lately? Um, I started. I have started. Good. Yeah. Um, it's, it's about five minutes. And sometimes it's more in the form of like free writing where I'm really okay. listening and, and writing. Um, sometimes it comes in the form of going to the beach and literally paying attention to how my feet fail on the sand. Nice. I, yeah. I wrote my first book with free writing or par parts of it, I should say. And at that time I would be meditating for let's say 15, 20 minutes and then quiet my mind and just write down whatever pops into my head. And at the time I'm writing it, I don't know if it makes any sense. And then when I go back and read it, it was like these messages from like angel guide that were giving me stuff. So I totally love the idea of free writing. So very interesting. Um, just a couple of days ago, I guess it was Friday morning. I was sitting at my desk working and I knew I had a lot of things to accomplish. And I somehow sat down and started creating this journal. Um, and it's, it's uh, gratitude and self-discovery. And it is now like literally today is Monday. So I went from creating like this 20 page journal that is like usable on a daily and weekly basis um, to consolidating like a, a series of classes around it to teach people different skills. So don't you think you were guided to do this? Oh, a hundred percent. It was like, yeah. I was literally in not yet. Yes. A Trance. meditative state. Yes. And it, like, like, a it like, a, like a twilight state. Yeah. And it came together like so easily and so quickly that all right so take that for a second i'm just sorry to interrupt you you said easily no. yeah. because we were just talking about all the struggles that we put on ourselves so mm -hmm. when we have ourselves a struggle that we're trying to get through something that's a, a total reminder to take it easy take a step back and just surrender it if you will and allow yep. it to unfold yeah, and, and I'm just using your words as an example because it's so perfect at that time that you would say <laughs> that. Yeah, no, I, I, so one of the cards that I pulled earlier before we even started our Zoom call is this one on attachment. Mm -hmm. And I think, I mean, we can, we can use this in a lot of different ways you know, that we're attached to physical things, monetary things, whatever. But I think we also get caught up in the attachment to our old stories and the old way of doing things. And I think mm -hmm. one of those for me in particular is that everything takes work. And okay. what I am finding in this last few days is proof of that. It doesn't have to be hard work. No. Nope. 
if you're in the flow of receiving, because you don't have mm-hmm. to do it all on your own, right? <laughs> if you're in yeah. the flow, it's easy. And one thing that I love Esther Hicks, I love her teachings that she always says is follow your joy. So follow things that you bring you joy and then it will be easier. Mm-hmm. Now you, you enjoy the massage. You enjoyed being a therapist. You, I mean, this is something that you've, you've been as a goal for you, you know? So just yeah. find these things that bring you joy. You have a beautiful metaphysical shop with all kinds of beautiful gems and energy and energy work and things like that. So I, I believe that brings you joy. Absolutely. You know, I have people that come in all the time looking for something, but they're not sure exactly what they're looking for. And to be able to help people identify what is it that you need right now? Sometimes they literally walk out with nothing because what they really needed was some self-awareness to figure out what they really <laughs> needed. <laughs> right. But they, right. But they need to go and practice or that, that self-awareness with you. Yep. They need that conversation. Yeah. Yep. it's all good but attachment is one thing that you know as a channel or or in anybody's work or line of work that they do but I can relate it to what I know is that you have to release the attachment of what your client's experience will be and go with the information you're receiving and let it flow through you so you're not giving up your own energy you're allowing it to flow through you and you just sing your song, so to speak. This is your song. You're singing it. You're going to let it go. And not mm-hmm. worry about if they're going to understand it this minute. Because over the years, I've understood that nine times out of ten, they will understand it once they relax. They go home. They listen to the recording. Then they email you. say, oh, yeah, I know what this, this, and this was. It just always happens. <laughs> because wow. people are nervous at the time that they come to see me. Maybe they are. Maybe mm-hmm. they aren't. But they're not going to understand the hits right away you know but they they will get it it will be divine timing some people are right away they get it I mean you've seen it in the groups other people it's like oh no I don't deer in the headlights and then oh yeah now I know what it was (laughs) yeah but you can't let that bother you as a practitioner you have to let go of that attachment and let your energy flow and sing your song basically Well, and you know, it's really interesting you say that because I had an experience Saturday afternoon at school. I was getting ready to work on one of the guests and one of my fellow students was kind of giving me like a lowdown on this lady. And Mm -hmm. I don't really, I don't really like that, honestly, um, because we all have different filters and then expectations and attachments and all this other, you end up with this big ball of heavy feeling goop right and I I I enjoy working on a variety of different people that like show up because that's where my education is coming from and my confidence as a therapist so and your intuition uh, actually very much my intuition so anyway I'm I'm having a chat with this this woman and um she was telling me kind of reiterating some of the things that the other therapist had told me. And I looked at her and I said, listen, I'll do the best I can. I can't promise you anything, but I'll do the best that I can. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So the feedback that I get by listening to my intuition, 
going slow, being patient, because that's hard being going slow and being patient when you're Mm kind of nervous, right? Because you don't know what the real expectations are of people. And it's not my business, right? You, you tell me in the consultation what you need and what you expect. And beyond that, that is all I know. Yeah. I mean, as far as that makes sense to me, because as far as with my work, I don't want to know anything about you. You well, know, you have to let it flow. But exactly. I know with, with with therapists that you're doing, you, you want to know if they have a back pain or you have some other issue that they need to handle. But yep. I understand exactly what you're saying, that it's better to have less information and just enough information, not overshare. It, it, exactly. You know, and, and the way that story <laughs> actually ends up is this woman was like so impressed with the massage that she got Mm -hmm. that she wanted to know from the other therapist she didn't ask me directly but she asked my my classmate where I was going to be when we were done because she did not want to lose me as a therapist there you go that's making you feel great and then it, you told her was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you know, it it's that whole you can't be attached to the story, somebody else's story. You right. have the ability to write your own story, to as you said it, sing your own song. You do it mm-hmm. your way to the best of your ability. And the rest of it will just fall into place. Right. I, I could have been caught up in the story that this other therapist wasn't good enough and I could have been intimidated or opposite. I could have swung into my ego that I know I'm a good therapist. I know right. this, <laughs> but I still have a lot to learn. And my thing is I'm going to show up and be the best therapist I can be for whoever presents themselves today. That's that's all you can do. And and I think like, you know, there's been so many big lessons that I've had in, in different aspects of my life for going through massage school. That is one of them, you know, that today is a new day and it doesn't matter if I've seen you other times, how you present yourself today and how I present myself today and how it comes together from a therapy perspective is going to be unique. And I'll do the best that I can with the tools that I have. I think that's wonderful. But to your point that every day is different, you know, because we check in, we check our balance, our balance is different every day. Mm -hmm. Um, I like to get acupuncture. So I'll go and get acupuncture. Do, am I working on the same thing every day? No. Every time I go, I try and go like at least once a month. But I figure, you know, let me rebalance. Let me get get the mm-hmm. energy moving, your meridians moving. Um, maybe I have a pain in the back that day. Who knows? But it, it's something new. And mm-hmm. to, to your point, you can't always look at your past history and say, oh, this is where it was, you know, this is what happened. This is, it's going to happen again. No, it's a new day. Mm -hmm. Every morning is new. Every Mm -hmm. breath is new. So stay present and enjoy your journey and be grateful. I think this is the the perfect messaging. Hopefully it's something that came across during, you know, our conversation today. Yep. 
So I think that, um, I think that kind of says it in a nutshell, but you've been mentioning that all along. And it, it was, I love the idea of you doing that self-awareness and doing it in, in the form of a workshop or part of a class. I think it's needed. I think we could all use a little reminder of that. Absolutely. You know, there, there's little times throughout, like even my day where, because I, okay, like everything else, there's ups and downs. There are times when I have like not been self-aware and I haven't been because whatever is going on in my life is uncomfortable. Um, but when you become more self-aware, when you get into that cycle of paying attention, um, this morning I was driving to the gym and I was passing this little gas station and I noticed the price of gas and it had jumped up like 20 cents. And I felt this overwhelming sense of anxiety. And because I was paying attention to how I felt coming down the street before that, I was fine. I noticed the price of gas. There was a rise of anxiety and I like literally breathed it out. I'm like, wow, <laughs> this is not mine. <laughs> it is not mine. I picked up on somebody else's energy. I can understand it. I can appreciate it, but let's kind of go back to the baseline because I don't want to carry that around. No, nope. isn't that interesting that you can sense when it's your energy and when someone else's energy, that's something that you need to be incorporated into this, in this class of some sort, because that's huge right there. Because a lot of it, stuff that we, as a sensitive, we pick up are from other people. Absolutely. And, and I think honestly, Lisa, I've been driven by my journey to be able to help other people because the mm -hmm. first, I don't know, literally probably the first 10 years uh, where I was aware of feeling other people's ick, <laughs> whether it was physical or emotional, um, I really wasn't doing the work well enough. I wasn't doing mm -hmm. the work. I was only. But that's the lesson. This is the lesson. Our journey is our lesson. Yeah. It really and teaches us. It, it does. And, and like, for me, it's like that difference between you're really doing the work and you're just a mouthpiece or you're really doing the work, which I have really been focusing on my well-being. Um, and maybe it is massage school that has created that awareness for me. But when I look back and let me be like perfectly honest when I say I'm not, I'm not beating myself up for it. I'm looking at a time in my life where I wasn't doing the work. Mm -hmm. I was suffering for not doing the work. And I've decided that I don't want to suffer like that. So yeah. So it was I something can, that you had to go through to, to get to that point. Cause it's, if it's you were contrast. just going through your life and it was being, you know, everything was being great. You would have, wouldn't have come to that decision or that, mm -hmm. you know, the contrast of it. Yeah. So we have to look at those as gifts, you know, even when we're having obstacles, okay, that was a good gift because it, it let me be more aware. And I had a lot of healing from it. Absolutely. And it's given me a lot of tools and a lot of perspective to be, to feel comfortable helping other right. people through the process. And there is, 
there, there are about 20% of the population that's highly sensitive where we process information differently than other people in our overall population. And I find that um, the more we do our work, so like the more time I spend in the shop, the more classes I teach, the more time I spend talking to you, getting in gatherings with other of our tribe, the more sensitive people are actually attracted to what we're doing. And the more you realize there's so many others just like us. So, yes, you know, that's absolutely. it. You're not alone. So those of you who are listening and thinking, oh, you know, this is a nice moment to realize that you're not alone. Yeah. So, you know what, that brings up a really great point. We do have a Facebook page for our podcast, Lisa and I, and we haven't had a lot of activity there. So how about for any of you guys that have been listening whether it's been consistently or you just found us and thought, okay, let's listen to these two people. <laughs> How about mm-hmm. heading over to our Facebook um, page and leave us some comments? So for those of you that may can't find it, it is Cultivating Authentic Universal Energy. And maybe that's part of the problem is because it's such a big <laughs> group of words, but yeah. find us there. We'll put a link to it in the notes below. Yeah. So let us know um, when you post on, on the page, let us know what kind of things have you guys been struggling with or what kinds of learning opportunities have you encountered where you can take away a great lesson like, okay, mine, I don't want to suffer anymore. I don't want to suffer. I need to do my work. I need to be aware of when I move into somebody else's energy or somebody else's energy is like focused at me. What do I do about it? And it's to do something about it. It's to acknowledge that something has changed. Um, And how do you move on with that? You know, and I I don't know why, but this is coming up too. You know, you guys know that Lisa is a medium. What kind of experiences have you had yourself? You know, working with spirit. Do they come in and disturb you at random times? Hmm. Do you have office hours? Do you have regular meditation practices? What do you guys do to take care of yourselves and and work within all of this authentic energy? And or spirit guides, you know, spirit or spirit guides. Because if you connect to your spirit guide, that's the best teacher you have. Well, and Mm -hmm. mine have been doing a heck of a job lately, guiding me, no doubt. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, keep up, you know, keep up the good work and keep up the awareness and, and just look for the little gifts of gratitude and enjoy this journey, you know, and enjoy the yep. unity that you have of like-minded people because that, that's yep. a saving grace. Helps Sorry, so you, much. Keep, you, you keep on seeing me move around. I'm drawn to draw another card. Um, but every time I reached for a deck, it was like, no, 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 it's not that deck. So um, okay. I am, I'm drawing a card from Ask an Angel, and uh, okay, wow, not what I expected, okay, 
but oh, she's cute. <laughs> yes. So this is sexuality. Um, now I really like that card, and I'll tell you why. But you yeah. want to go first? No, no, no. Go ahead, because we'll probably say similar things. <laughs> There's so much going on now with the shift of being acceptable of other people's sexualities. And, you know, people how they identify as a he or a she or, you know, and I don't know all the correct protocol, so I would don't want to offend anybody if I misspeak. But mm -hmm. I have had a lot of conversations, people, some people who are very narrow minded and they, they irritate me, but I have to stay present and focus on gratitude during those things. But what I think is happening is the divine feminines taking its shift forward and Oh, oh, there has been over hundreds and hundreds of years, so many times where women have been persecuted. So mm -hmm. now we have an era or a time where people have come forward in their journey to say, let's stop this. There's going to be a stop of identifying people as he, identifying as she, you know, people who want to be, you know, whatever their sexual preference is, we should accept it. That love is all that there is. So I think with any change, it has to take a full step forward, like a pendulum all the way this way. So you have people all the way on one side with a belief system, all the way on the other side with a belief system. And eventually it will go in the middle into balance. So right now we're at opposite ends where a pendulum is swung one way and then another way. So it just has to re recirculate. So to me, that sexuality card is very timely for what's going on in our world today. Mm-hmm. That was probably so, different or the same as what you were picking it, up. It, it, is, it is different, but um, like for me, this is this is about embracing like who we are. Like really embracing. And, and yes, it's some aspects of like where you went with that. But for me, this is like an acknowledgement that I'm using the, the chakras, right? because I relate to the world in, in, by chakras, this is, this is talking about my root and my sacral chakra. So the ability to stay grounded and centered and focused, but opening myself up to the inspiration and the creativity that is important for me being able to do what I need to do. It's all the same energies that you would experience with your sexuality with being sensual with pleasure joy all of those things and I think that's totally related to what I said because in each individual that's what they would be doing what you said on the collective mm -hmm. right from what I said it, it they kind of work hand in hand together so Absolutely. individually and then collectively <laughs> but we we do need to pay attention to those things to our chakras and i've noticed at certain times where i've had different um obstacles in my life my masculine energy or my power would be off the charts it's kind of like that mm -hmm. pendulum there and it has to go back yeah yeah no i and i understand that and that could be a whole discussion for a podcast right mm -hmm. there that that whole yeah. balance between the masculine and the feminine and and where our like natural reaction mm -hmm. right what where do we re like reset to default to like right. i think that's the word default what is our default and 
what kinds of things can we possibly do to have more of a balanced reaction instead of, oh no, I'm backed into a corner or I have obstacles. So my masculine side is unleashed. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and the main not, thing is not to judge yourself. Don't judge yourself. Yep, and it's not. I was going to say it's not necessarily good or bad. Yeah. It's what you're used to as a default. So. Right. So we were all over the map, Michelle. And oh my gosh, we t- for you. It's time for you to put us all back into a bubble. <laughs> I don't know that I can even do that. Um, so let's see. Our conversation. Uh, we were talking about attachments, mm-hmm. right? And the stories that we are attached to and how basically those stories can stop us from or pause our growth. Mm-hmm. Um, self-awareness and mindfulness, I think those kind of like are come, they come together, but in order to be self-aware and mindful, we have to have meditation and self-care practices. Um, and ultimately, we're going to always go back to having gratitude for whatever it is that we're going through. Any challenge that we have is an opportunity for growth. And if we can have gratitude for the hardest times, you know, darn well that that will just allow your heart to sing in the best of times. Well said, well said. (laughs) (laughs) So with that, I hope you all have gratitude. I'm grateful for all of you. I'm grateful for Michelle. I'm grateful for this for this platform. And keep listening and go to our Facebook page and uh, drop us a note. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening. We'd love to hear from you about your experiences. Leave us a comment below. You can find more information about Lisa and her offerings on her website the number two communicate.net Michelle's shop is the violet butterfly metaphysical healing center in Palm Harbor, Florida. You can find more information at the violet butterfly including the online store.